0: Welcome to N of 5 Minutes, a podcast hosted by Stats of One, where we focus on discussing statistics that can be applied to an individual person instead of to a large group of people. If you're interested in these statistics and you're not sure what they are, we suggest checking out our website at statsofone.org. In these short episodes, we talk to experts in different fields about how they use statistics, and we ask our experts to talk about statistics in a way that's accessible to both scientists and non-scientists alike. This is Dr. Julianne Wilner Turpak. She has a PhD in clinical psychology. She currently works at McLean Hospital in Boston, where she specializes in working with adolescents who engage in high-risk behavior. And fun fact, we went to grad school together. Thank you for being here, Julianne. Thanks so much for having me. So to start us off, how do you use n of one or single case designs in your work? And we're gonna ask you to explain this in non scientist e terms. I'll do my best. Um, So for
1: my work, I try to better understand not just if therapy works, but who does therapy work best for, why, and how we can take that information to really optimize therapy and make it more effective, efficient and accessible for those who need it most. Um, And specifically, my work focuses on better understanding the active ingredients of therapies that we use to help adults and teens struggling with suicidal thoughts and behaviors and self-harm. So single case experimental design is one way that I study this and sometimes I think it's helpful to think of this in terms of a drug trial because people are a little bit more familiar with those. In a traditional randomized control you know, drug trial study, you might have 100 people in a condition getting an active drug, 100 people getting a placebo. And we do the same things with large studies of therapy too. But with single case experimental design, rather than looking at the group level, I give different interventions to the same participant or patient and see if they improve on the outcome or behavior for that intervention that we think drives change. So each patient serves as their own control and it's a really great low cost way to look at mechanisms. And it just makes common sense. Um, plus, you don't have to have a huge background in stats or hundreds of people to do this research, which is great.
0: It's very helpful. Um, and you might have started to answer our second question just by talking about like what kind of treatment you do. It sounds like you work with patients who are really desperate, really struggling. Um, but tell us a little bit more about how your work and your research benefits the community
1: so I think that for people seeking treatment or um, starting to think about getting therapy, it's hard to know what you're signing up for. And many people wonder if and how therapy is even helpful. Um, And if you're struggling with something as serious as suicidal thoughts or behaviors or self-harm, that can be a really big barrier to getting the help you need and deserve. Um, and what I love about treatment research and single case experimental design studies in particular is that it highlights the fact that not all treatment therapy is the same and that if one type of therapy approach or skill isn't particularly helpful, we have other options and can and often do see change when we switch to another approach. Um, it also brings a lot more focus onto the individuals participating in these therapy studies and a Randomized control trial participants are, you know, number numbers, averages, a dot on a you know plot point, and in a single case design, you get to still anonymously, of course, see one person's course of treatment, often visually through graphed data, and it makes me see the data as human beings, which I think is super important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for something as serious as suicidal behavior or risk, it sounds like being able to adjust quickly knowing that the same treatment isn't gonna work for everyone and being able to figure out like what works for this person that's gonna keep them safe is particularly important. Yes, absolutely. All right, then last question for you. What is something about your work you want people to know or a misconception that you wanna correct?
1: Yeah, um, I think that a misconception about single case experimental design is that it's not publishable data or that um, journals only want data from large randomized control trials, and those are often really hard to get funded, and they take a lot of time to complete. And obviously, you know, we do need them; they're standard um, in our field. But something like single case design can be an excellent first step a hypothesis driven way to test mechanisms of treatment again that's better understanding Like, what are the active components of treatments that's working and you get pilot data to maybe support those larger grant applications for larger trials um, it is publishable um, and i think it's a really great straightforward way to engage clinicians and research too Um, clinicians who might not have advanced research training but want to stay up to date with understanding and providing evidence-based treatment because it's pretty close to what they do
0: in um, real world settings. All right, excellent. Those are all my questions. Thank you, Julia.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. N of 5 Minutes is a production of Stats of One, and you can come check us out at statsofone.org. You can follow us on your favorite podcast platform, and we're also on Twitter, at Stats of One, all one word. The views expressed by our guests represent theirs alone, and not those of their employers, sponsors, or anyone else. Your Stats of One editors are Eric J. Daza, Claire Robbins, and Julio Vega. Julio is also our sound engineer. Thanks for listening, and see you again at the next round of N of 5 Minutes.